Victor Nieves Show. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. You've got to be your own man, not a puppet on screen. Here's Victor Nieves. Welcome back, everybody. Long time no see. I apologize first and foremost. Last week, I kind of somewhat told everyone that I was going to be a little bit better about uploading these podcasts in a timely fashion. And then, of course, this week, I uh, I obviously did not do that. Anyways, with that said, we do still have a lot of stuff that we need to talk about. Some big developments have uh, have gone on, and we'll definitely hit on all of those. Before we do, however... As always, I want to start us off uh, the best way I know how, and and that is by encouraging you to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. That is infinitely more important than any of the uh, topics that we're going to hit on today. Speaking of which, the topics we'll hit on include trans violence. We've seen a trend of this. Heartbreaking video uh, has gone super, super viral uh, just recently of uh, a boy who calls himself a girl. I think it's in a middle school. We first we heard it was a high school. I think it's a middle school. Multiple different videos of him attacking multiple different female students. We're going to touch on immigration, assimilation. There was a big development on our southern border where we had Venezuelan illegal aliens coming and planting their flag on U.S. soil. Absolutely unreasonable. And then I'll touch on the, uh, the Republican debate. So let's start off with trans violence. I've hit on this in the past briefly, but I think it's an epidemic. I think it's something, and I hope to be wrong. Listen, it is not that often that I get on here and I tell you I hope sincerely that I am incorrect about this. Um, But in this case, yeah, I I really do. I hope that I am incorrect when it comes to this, but I think it's going to continue to get worse. We have a serious mental health issue in this country. Uh, Even the transgender stuff set aside, we have a serious mental health issue in this country. There are so many people who are prescribed out of their mind. SSRIs are extraordinarily common. I'm not saying that's a, you know, you may be on SSRIs. I don't know your circumstance, but I can tell you this much. There are a lot of people who are on these antidepressive medicines. There's a lot of people that are, um, in my opinion, overdiagnosed with stuff, and then they get medicated, you know, till till their brain is full of all kinds of stuff. We have an issue in this country. And then on top of that, you add in a bunch of media hysteria. I think that this has been intentionally cultivated for the last two years or so, where the media is telling the transgender community, which is a community full of mentally ill people. I don't say that to be rude. I say that because it's true. They are severely mentally ill. The suicidality rate in that community is higher than Anyone else, like literally any other community outside of maybe paranoid schizophrenics? That's insane. I mean, how do you tell me that that's not a mental illness? People who have who are who are transgender or whatever have gender dysphoria, they take their lives at an unprecedented rate, and then we're told that it's completely normal. Nothing weird here, guys. Just like a 50% chance that we're going to try and take our own lives. But trust me, this is totally normal. No, that's not That's not totally normal. So you take this community that has, you know, compounding mental illness, not just suicidal thoughts, but we're talking about anxiety and depression and things of that nature, and the media spends two years constantly trying to convince them that all of these right-wing Christians hate them. Listen, I... 
I can only speak for myself, but I do not hate transgender people. I don't hate, I try not to hate anyone. Biblically speaking, right, if they're going to say Christians are hating people, they really shouldn't. Christians should not hate anyone. But what's happened is the definition of hate has been extremely manipulated. Now it's just, hey, if, if you acknowledge that this is a mental illness, now you're, you're deemed to be a hateful person. So even though you could have tremendous love for any of these people, you'll still be told that you're hateful and bigoted and all of this stuff. It couldn't be further from the truth. But what the media has done is they've spent countless hours over the last several years propagating this lie. You know, for a while they were, they were running with this narrative that Republicans are trying to exterminate transgender people, completely uh, fabricated. That was a total hoax. You know, Michael Knowles had given a perfectly fine reasonable speech where he said the ideology he even clarified he made it extremely extremely clear what he's talking about he said the ideology of this whole gender theory transgender stuff has to be completely eradicated and he's correct in the same way that i would love to see depression completely eradicated that doesn't mean we want to eradicate depressed people we just want to get rid of depression, you know, in the same way uh, that we don't want to just go and, and exterminate a whole bunch of transgender people. We just want to get rid of the transgender ideology and stop it, um, you know, from, from taking hold on the lives of young children and things like that. But they ran with this narrative that Michael Knowles and prominent conservatives were advocating for the mass genocide of transgender people, and they stoked this fire, and they stoked this fire, and they built their case, right? They said conservatives, Republicans, Christians are out to get the transgender community. Remember, this is a community that is extraordinarily depressed, suffers from anxiety and different, you know, personality disorders, different diagnoses. They're full of medication, oftentimes SSRIs, but in addition to that, in many cases, pumped full of hormones, like really, really full of hormones. And they're suicidal as it is. Not to say every single, but a lot of them, okay? A, half of, of transgender people have considered taking their own life. So you have that demographic of people that's then told that there's this group out there that's just trying to kill them. And this is why you see this radical militant wing of transgender terrorism. We had the shooter in Nashville that went and killed a bunch of innocent children. You think it's any coincidence that they picked a Christian school? No, they, they picked the exact target that had been cultivated for them by the media. They were told that that's enemy number one. These are Christian kids. That was targeted. That was intentional. They absolutely went after that school on purpose. Now we're seeing video after video after video. I've probably seen a dozen by now, and just in the last couple of years. And things have escalated. The frequency with which we see these things uh, has increased tremendously. Videos of these boys that are going and attacking girls in school. I've seen several of them just recently where it'll be maybe a girl who said, hey, I'm not comfortable having this dude uh, getting naked. You know, it's PE class or whatever. I'm not comfortable having this dude getting naked uh, next to me in the girls' locker room. This is pretty messed up. And the transvestite kid gets super, super upset by this, irrationally upset, and goes and attacks this girl, like starts beating him up. And listen, I don't care how many drugs you're on. You're still a dude. And these girls, they don't have a chance. They're getting jumped oftentimes, you know, sneak attacked. They're getting jumped by these dudes. Well, one such video just came out. This one is, uh, we were first told it was a high school. Now we're being told that it was um, a middle school, but it was in Oregon. And it was caught on video, the entire thing. 
And you've got this young girl who's just walking down the hallway in school. And this boy runs up behind her, grabs her by the backpack, throws her onto the ground, and just starts pummeling her. Starts, you know, kicking at her, punching at her, doing all this stuff. And the young girl, she's obviously terrified. She doesn't know what the heck just happened. She just gets attacked from behind. You talk about a coward. Attacking a man from behind is cowardly. Attacking a girl from behind, what the heck is wrong with you? Clearly, um, in this case, quite a lot. The girl gets up. She's she's horrified. She's saying, I can't breathe. You know, the shock, I'm sure it was, it was mostly the fact that she was just yanked onto the ground and attacked. She's having a hard time catching her breath. Well, th- that video goes viral, and everyone's irate, as they should be. Maybe two hours later, another video comes out, reportedly from the same middle school in Oregon, with the same transgender kid, boy, going and attacking two different classmates. He runs up and shoves this one girl. She's just standing there. He runs up and shoves her onto the ground. Her friend comes up and, you know, valiantly, but fruitlessly tries to say, hey, you know, you can't do that. So then he beats her up too. He beats that, you know, and it's like, good Lord. Where are the teachers? Better question, where are the male students? There's all kinds of people sitting around and watching this happen, but there's nobody doing anything to stop it. How's that okay? Once upon a time, you go back 20, 30 years, even you go back 15 years. When I was a kid, you you get some boy Beating up on some girl in the gymnasium, trust me, you're going to have a lot of guys on that dude like white on rice. But I think part of what's happened here is you have these schools with this zero tolerance crap where now young men are told, listen, even if you defend yourself, you're going to get like two weeks of ISS. And so they're not going to bother. They're saying, no, it's not worth it. You know, the the school's going to maybe even kick me out because I'm over here beating up on this transgender student. We have created the consequences of collective insanity. This mass acceptance of nonsense has a tremendous impact on our entire society, on our children. You know, sometimes people will ask, they'll say, Victor, why do you, why do you care so much? Why is this, you know, something that bothers you? All of the gender stuff and the, the trans this and the pronouns that. Well, it bothers me because it's such an insult on reality. And it's an insult to me because I'm being asked to participate in a lie. I'm not going to participate in a lie. And if the entirety of society is willing to just swallow this and not think twice, what will we reject? Good Lord, they've come in and redefined definitions, the basic you know, building blocks of, of Western society, gender, and, and all of this. They're throwing it all out the window, and they're asking us to help them. Pardon me, but I'm not going to freaking help you. I'm not going to help you destroy everything that, you know, don't underestimate the importance of social norms. Social norms, in, in some cases, are everything. In a society, we get rid of all of that. Trust me, everything that goes to hell in a handbasket. But we're seeing this. I mean, this is the consequences to anyone who's ever asked that question. Why do you care so much? Because this was the inevitable outcome. You're going to have boys beating up girls in school and no one's willing to do anything about it. You got people trying to go to the bathroom the locker room next to a bunch of, you know, young girls and stuff like that. This is freakish, degenerate behavior, and you're not supposed to just sit there um, and allow it 
and sit idly by. Because if you do sit idly by, you're an accomplice, as far as I'm concerned. If you sit there and you say nothing as, as Western society burns, yeah, well, you're part of the problem, too. Anyways, let's talk about this, uh, this immigration situation. We literally are now having foreign nationals, illegals, military-aged men. These are not women and children. These aren't, oh, innocent refugees that are just fleeing their country, trying to get a better life. You know, that's the narrative. There might be one in ten that fits that description. But what the liberals are telling you, oh, it's just, these are asylum seekers. It's just people who are desperately trying to enjoy the American dream. Really? Why are they all men from like 17 to 35? It's a really weird demographic to have pouring across our country. And if they hate their native land so much, if it's so terrible in Venezuela, why are they flying foreign flags? Listen, if you're going to come to the United States and you're seeking a better life, hey, listen, okay, I get it. People have done that. But you need to assimilate. You don't go flying a foreign flag and sticking... I mean, this, these, are, these are people in mass caravans, thousands of them, hundreds of them, whatever it might be, pouring across our border illegally, bearing the flag of another nation. Listen, that is an invasion. If that doesn't qualify as an invasion, I don't know what the heck would. Do they have to start shooting us first? I mean, some of them, these cartel people, they already are. They talk about Donald Trump facilitating January 6th that was supposedly the greatest insurrection that the world's ever seen. Let's talk about Joe Biden facilitating, aiding and abetting a foreign invasion. Because that's what it is, and make no mistake, the administration is doing everything in their power to keep that border open. They sued the state of Arizona. They're suing uh, the state of Texas. Anytime these places that are on the border that are dealing with the brunt of the invasion try to make their own blockade, <laughs> the federal government comes in and tells them they can't do that. Big Brother comes riding in on a, on a pony and tells him, hey, no, Arizona, you can't build a border wall. Texas, you can't put buoys in the water to stop people from swimming across. No, 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 we're not going to allow that. This is an invasion. And, you know, sometimes people, <laughs> it's, it's laughable to me, they'll say, well, all of these illegal aliens, you know, this mass immigration, it's going to be good for our country. How? Nothing about that's going to be good for our country. They'll say, well, well, they're going to be such a benefit. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to help our economy, they're, whatever it might be, right? Okay, well, if they, were, if they were such beneficial people, why didn't they help the economy of Venezuela? Why didn't they make Venezuela such a great place? Oh, they're going to fix all of our problems. They're going to come to the United States, and it's just going to be amazing. Nothing wrong with importing the third world. I'm sure there's not going to be any seriously negative consequences there. Do these people ever stop to think about what's going to happen? Do you want them to be in, in your neighborhood? Would you live? <laughs> Here's a litmus test for them. We'll see how, how serious they are. To all of the liberals, I'm curious your response. Would you live 
in a neighborhood that was populated only by the people that just came pouring across the border with foreign flags. If not, then I don't want you to I don't want you to be sitting here lecturing me all about how important it is that we have more of these foreign nationals coming in, you know, infiltrating our country. They're not going to make it better. Truth of the matter is, we have an identity crisis in the United States and we desperately need to have some things in common. Like our language, this is a perfect segue into the RNC debate. At the RNC debate, they had a Spanish-speaking moderator, I don't know her name, and she asked this stupid question, it was so dumb. She says to one of them, I don't know, maybe it was um, Pence, I think is who she asked it to, she says, Ron DeSantis is the only candidate on the stage tonight that has translated his entire campaign into Spanish. What are you going to do for your Spanish-speaking voters? The correct answer to that is nothing. Nothing. This is the United States of America, and we speak English, okay? If you can't read English, I'm not sure I want you voting. And that's not to be an insult to anyone who doesn't speak English. Listen, I get it. I get it that there's a struggle, that there's going to be people who are coming here. I'm not just, like, hard-hearted toward that. But in order for a people to have a culture, shared values and traditions and things like that, yeah, they got to have a freaking language. We got we to gotta be able to speak the same language. Could you imagine? Think about this. Think about the depth of the propaganda and how much it has seeped into your brain. Because oftentimes people, when they hear me say this, they're going to think, whoo, hang on, Victor, that's a little bit, that's mean. That's not very nice. You know, you're not being inclusive. What about those people? Think about the poor immigrant or illegal alien, or whatever it might be. Think about the poor foreigner who came here seeking a better life, and they, they don't know all of our language yet, but they want to participate. Listen, I get that, and I sympathize with them. I do. But think about the entitlement. Imagine that I went to Japan. I'm not Japanese. I don't speak Japanese, or whatever language it is that they speak over there. Imagine I went there, and I had this entitled attitude that I want them to start speaking English. I want them to train. Hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Japan, Japan, will you? I know that you're, you're running for president, right? Will you translate your entire campaign into English so that I know what you're talking about? Could you imagine the entitlement? They would laugh at me. They'd say, wait, what's this guy doing? He just came here, and now he's demanding that we change our culture and our language and our things to better fit him so that he doesn't have to assimilate to our society? No way. They'd laugh at you. Same thing. You go to Japan, and you tell all the Japanese people, hey, in your media and in your entertainment, I've noticed it's all Japanese people. Do you mind, um, for the sake of inclusivity, making me feel like I have a little bit more representation um, and, and making more white people? Can you put more white in, in Americans in your Japanese entertainment so that I feel a little bit better about it? Think about the entitlement. That's crazy. That's nonsense. I mean, to, to, to think that we have things so backwards <laughs> that in the United States you're looked down on if you don't accommodate an unreasonable request, when in reality it should be like, what the heck are you doing? That's almost insulting. I wouldn't go to Japan and tell them to fundamentally change their culture so that I felt more comfortable. I wouldn't go to Japan and wave an American flag and say that I'm running away from America. Oh, it was so bad there. I had to come here. This is, you know, I really want to be here. Meanwhile, I'm flying all of these American flags, refusing to speak their language, refusing to assimilate to their culture. That's insulting. It's disrespectful. You would never you would never do something like that. Hopefully not. I think it's kind of crappy if you do. 
But at the Republican freaking debate, they got all this virtue signaling going on. They're saying, well, what are you going to do for all of your Latino-speaking voters? How about learn English? How about that? I mean, come on. This is the United States of America. We speak English, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, good Lord, we've gotten so lost in all of this virtue signaling and all of this garbage and inclusivity and the whole diversity is our strength. Yeah, go anywhere else in the world and tell them that. Again, go to Japan and tell the Japanese people, oh, did you guys know diversity is actually your strength? I've noticed uh, Japan, like completely homogenous society, by the way, it's like, what, 90-something percent Japanese? You guys must be really weak because <laughs> there's no diversity here. I'm kind of just telling you. I think you need. <laughs> I think you need a couple more Venezuelans, you know, over in Japan. Then you're. Then you'd have a lower crime rate. I'm sure. I'm sure Japan would have a much lower crime rate if they just brought in the third world. Nothing bad would ever happen. You get canceled for saying any of that stuff, though. That's like forbidden language. You're not allowed to utter the words that I've just said because that's a big no-no. That's naughty, naughty stuff. Your third grade teacher would be very disappointed in you. Because the public school system has constantly shoved this stuff down your throat. And it's annoying. Listen, as society goes on, the world becomes more connected. It's going to happen. Everywhere is going to get more diverse. There's going to have more immigration from one place to another. But you don't have to force this stuff. You don't have to shove it down people's throat and make folks feel like they're a bad person if they're in Japan for wanting to keep Japan Japanese. All right? That's not a bad thing. And by the way, I have a... An entire podcast dedicated to just this conversation. And we go very in-depth. I'm not going to rehash that entire... It's like a 35-minute podcast just on this one, sub, this one topic or subject. So I'm not going to rehash that entire thing. But I will segue um, more into the RNC debate. I thought it was a waste of time. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was pretty garbage. Vivek Ramaswamy had a couple good takes. He, he said transgenderism is a mental illness. He's correct. Um, Chris Christie, normal stuff. Nikki Haley was very annoying. I think most men, um, whether they can say it or not, most men, she was, she came across as naggy, very naggy. And if there's one thing that men do not particularly like, it's naggy women. It's just the truth. Even that's even biblical, by the way. There's even, uh, Bible verses that are not too kind toward naggy women. And Nikki Haley interrupting people, talking over people, very condescending, kind of scolding. Um, not, not a, not a good thing, but she's polling like 1%. I'm not sure she can even poll any lower than she's currently sitting right now. Uh, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, same thing. I thought DeSantis did marginally better um, than he did in his first outing, but he still looks a little bit robotic, kind of unnatural up there. And I don't, I don't have any beef with DeSantis. I really, I wish he wouldn't have ran. <laughs> I think that there are things that he did that were really stupid. I've been very outspoken about that. But you know, I think he's, I think he's realistically a conservative. I, I, I don't know that I buy into all of the super, you know, the establishment does like him, which is concerning, but I think it's just because they're so feral in their anti-Trump hatred that they just thought DeSantis had a chance. Um, and it, it didn't matter if DeSantis was hardcore um, on their side. It didn't, none of that mattered. They just wanted to get rid of Trump. Now, obviously that is not going to happen. They're not going to get rid of Trump. None of these people have a snowball's chance, but it does, um, it brings up a reasonable question about Who's next? Because this is one way or another. This has to be Trump's last race for president. If he loses, 
we're not doing that again. Okay, I love Trump. I'm a big Trump guy. But we're not. We're just simply not going to do that again. He won't win. You know, if if there's a round four, it's it's just not going to happen. So, who do we think is next? I don't think it's Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't know if it's um, I, Doug Doug Burgum. I think people are talking about him an awful lot. I don't know. Um, you've got you know some some different players that could rise to the occasion. I don't know. Who do you think it's going to be? That this is a question to the audience. So for anybody listening. Let me know. Shoot me a, an email, um, the Victor Nieves show at gmail.com. You can shoot me a DM on any of the platforms. I'll probably see it. You can tweet at me. Let me know who your, uh, who your guy is. Who do you think is going to be the one um, that eventually takes over the Republican Party after Donald Trump is gone? If I had to guess, just spitballing, I think it will probably end up being Ron DeSantis, although a lot could change uh, within the next couple years. But anyways, that's all I got for you today, folks. A little bit of a quicker one, a shorter one, 25 minutes or so. Until next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless.